No, that's not the result of misplacing my fingers on the keyboard. According to https colon slash slash yuglish.com slash pronounce slash clotted slash English, this is the correct two-syllable pronunciation of the word clotted. My all-time favorite dictionary, the Merriam-Webster, at https colon slash slash www.merriam-webster.com slash dictionary slash clotted defines the adjective, word describing a noun, clotted as. 1. A portion of a substance adhering together in a thick nondescript mass, as of clay or gum. 2a. A roundish viscous lump formed by coagulation of a portion of liquid or by melting. b. A coagulated mass produced by clotting of blood. You're right, it's the second definition we'll be dealing with today. Why? A long-time reader was telling me about his blood clot when I suddenly realized I had no idea if there were any connection at all between chronic kidney disease and blood clots. As it turns out, there is. The following is from the National Kidney Foundation at https colon slash slash www.kidney.org slash site slash default slash file slash blood underscore clots underscore and underscore ckd underscore 2018.pdf. CKD may put you at higher risk for VTE. The reasons for this are not well understood. The connection may depend on what caused your CKD and how much kidney damage you have. No matter the reason, CKD may make it easier for your body to form blood clots. The risk for VTE is seen more often in people with nephrotic syndrome, a kidney problem that causes swelling, usually of the ankles, a high level of protein in the urine, and a low level of a protein called albumin in the blood. I have a question already. What is VTE? I found World Thrombosis Day's explanation at www.worldthrombosisday.org issue VTE the most helpful. Venous thromboembolism, VTE is a condition in which a blood clot forms most often in the deep veins of the leg, groin or arm, known as deep vein thrombosis, DVT, and travels in the circulation, lodging in the lungs, known as pulmonary embolism, P. How could I have CKD for over a dozen years and not know this? Many thanks to my reader and online friend for bringing it up. Well, it's back to the beginning for us. How is VTE diagnosed? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, at www.cdc.gov ncbddvt diagnosis treatment was helpful here. Duplex ultrasonography is an imaging test that uses sound waves to look at the flow of blood in the veins. It can detect blockages or blood clots in the deep veins. It is the standard imaging test to diagnose DVT. A D-dimer blood test measures a substance in the blood that is released when a clot breaks up. Let's take a closer look at the D-dimer blood test. That's another new one for me. My old standby, Medline Plus, this time at https colon slash slash medlineplus.gov slash lab test slash d-dimer test slash, offered the following which more than satisfactorily answered my question. A d-dimer test looks for d-dimer in blood. D-dimer is a protein fragment, small piece, that's made when a blood clot dissolves in your body. Blood clotting is an important process that prevents you from losing too much blood when you are injured. Normally, your body will dissolve the clot once your injury has healed. With a blood clotting disorder, clots can form when you don't have an obvious injury or don't dissolve when they should. These conditions can be very serious and even life-threatening. A D-dimer test can show if you have one of these conditions. By the way, Medline Plus is part of the U.S. National Library of Medicine which, in turn, is part of the National Institutes of Health. This brings me to another question. How would you or your doctor even know you may need this test? According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, about half of people with DVT don't have symptoms. 
Any symptoms that do occur will be in the affected leg or the area where the clot is found. Symptoms can include pain, redness of the skin, warmth of the skin, swelling of the area. If the clot moves into the lungs and you develop pee, you may have symptoms such as chest pain, which may get worse when you breathe deeply or cough, coughing, coughing up blood, dizziness or even fainting, rapid shallow breathing or tachypnea, rapid heartbeat, irregular heartbeat, shortness of breath. Thank you to Healthline at https colon slash slash www.healthline.com slash health slash DVT versus pulmonary embolism for the above information. Now we know what VTE is, what symptoms you may experience, and the test to take to confirm that you do, indeed, have VTE. You know what comes next. How do we treat VTE once it's confirmed? These are some, but not all, of the treatments that may be recommended. I discovered them on WebMD site at https colon slash slash www.webmd.com slash dvt slash what is venous thromboembolism. Blood thinners. These drugs don't break up the clot, but they can stop it from getting bigger so your body has time to break it down on its own. They include heparin, low molecular weight heparin, apixaban, eliquis, adoxaban, cevasa, rivaroxaban, xarelto, and warfarin, coumadin. Clot-busting drugs. These medicines are injections that can break up your clot. They include drugs like TVA, tissue plasminogen activator. Surgery. In some cases, your doctor may need to put a special filter into a vein, which can stop any future clots from getting to your lungs. Sometimes, people need surgery to remove a clot. Even after you recover from a VTE and you're out of the hospital, you'll probably still need treatment with blood thinners for at least 3 months. That's because your chances of having another VTE will be higher for a while. I'm still wondering how to avoid VTE. This is what the National Blood Clot Alliance at https colon slash slash www.stopfeclot.org slash learn underscore more slash prevention underscore of underscore thrombosis slash suggested. Ask your doctor about need for blood thinners or compression stockings to prevent clots whenever you go to the hospital. Lose weight if you are overweight. Stay active. Exercise regularly. Walking is fine. Avoid long periods of staying still. Get up and move around at least every hour whenever you travel on a plane, train, or bus, particularly if the trip is longer than 4 hours. Do hill-toe exercises or circle your feet if you cannot move around. Stop at least every 2 hours when you drive, and get out and move around. Drink a lot of water and wear loose-fitted clothing when you travel. Talk to your doctor about your risk of clotting whenever you take hormones, whether for birth control or replacement therapy, or during and right after any pregnancy. Follow any self-care measures to keep heart failure, diabetes, or any other health issues as stable as possible. And we have yet another reason to be extra cautious if you have CKD. Until next week. Keep living your life.